Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sehur Bites. So I have nothing left to say about anything <laughs> <laughs> is how we're going to start this. But Liazia, being an absolute Ramadan angel, will give us a quick recap. We are recapping episode 23, 24, and 25. Uh, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, and 26. Uh, which family would you like to start with? How about we left off with um, Baba Ghanim making phone calls? Because that was hilarious. Does anyone even remember that this was supposed to be about a murder? It's about damn time. First of all, we've solved this. Solved this? Solved this. We have solved the crime, episode one, which is Amima probably accidentally murdered Noura. Um, where we left off, the boys were in jail. And the plan was Baba Ghanem was going to call everyone and convince them to forgive the boys. They were going to give everyone money back. And oh my God, all nine accepted in one hour, but one dude was Msafar. No, no, it was nine agreed out of a list of we don't know how much. I think it was 11 because then he went and met the dad. And then he went to that other weirdo who like hit on his daughter which was very strange and unnecessary again he was weird and he was creepy and not only did he ask for more money he also starts hitting on abrar in front of her dad and her aunt so and but i don't see how it you know helps the story it doesn't nothing helps the story stop trying to find sense I think it was trying to be like, look, Abrar, even though you don't think that, you know, you don't need to take off the shayla, there will be someone out there who finds you attractive. Yes, like a criminal, <laughs> criminal creep. Since it was six episodes, <laughs> the boys are out of jail. Wait, wait, no. Oh, wait. There's, there's, there was a, <laughs> there's a timeline. So there is apparently a hearing and they decide in the hearing that Yusuf can get out in a few days, but Abdullah has to stay since there was the last person who hasn't answered the phone, Matnazel. So Abdullah is going to be in jail for another like, what, two years, but Yusuf can get out. While this was happening, Ashikha decides to marry Bedr. Why? First, it was to, uh, to pay back because he broke up with her. He writes a letter to Yusuf by hand, okay? Literally by hand. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I was going to get to the letter. In front of the entire cafeteria. And in the letter, she tells him how much she's broken her heart and other hurtful things. Like she's going to forget him and he should forget her. And she's going to move on with her life. And since he hurt her so badly, then khalas, this is it. And then sprays her perfume on the letter. But also that he loves that she loves him. Because in the letter, she's talking about like how he embarrassed her, even though she stood by him and how like Sam'atha at the school has become so bad because of her connection with him. And then proceeds to like spray, spray, perfume, perfume. <laughs> like, in case you were wondering what she was doing. Um, I, the worst part is she goes to Abrar. She gives Abrar the letter under pretenses that it's going to be like a love letter for Yusuf. Right. And it's like makes her promise to take it to Yusuf. Please make sure he gets the letter. Which is a, a dick move, honestly. And he... This will cheer him up. And then Abrar is all, oh, you don't know how much he's excited. And this will, you know, you're such a good girl, Sheikha. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. He must read this letter, this letter in which I tell him that I love him, but I hate him. And calls him a bad person. I think she said a few times. But I love you. 
Also, he broke up with her. I don't know. Those two, they have issues. Yeah, but somehow they are the ones with the least amount of issues compared to all the other relationships. And all of this romance, she doesn't really love him. Like, this is insanity. And then if we move to the Mubarak household, now that Allah Ibtahal is gone, Samira has run away because it's her fault. She feels like it's her fault and everyone is telling her it's her fault, which is very ironic. Mubarak telling Samira that it's all her fault when he willfully allowed his wife and special needs daughter to move into that closet excuse of a house. I see Shanti, whose door apparently is so easy to break down. <laughs> There were never lights on in that house. And I felt like water was dripping everywhere. Always. There was always some sort of water just drip, dripping in the background or in the foreground. Which which makes me think, like, is it, you know, rainwater? Is it sewage water? La, It's kharab. Kharab water. Kharab dunya water. So now, Meha, as we explained last time, who's found God, is cuddling Hanan and is his promise to treat her like her own child. Doesn't even let the uh, maid you know do anything for her she does everything for Hanan the housekeeper is being kept away and then this quickly turns sour when yeah because do you guys remember we talked about uh, how someone possibly the maid uh, most likely the maid definitely the maid took a video of her when she was hitting Hanan like at the beginning of the show bum, bum, bum. this has come back so we have proof of Meha's abuse like, despite the fact that she has seen that Meha's behavior has gotten better. Meha, her problem is that her behavior has gotten better with Hanan, right? Her behavior has not gotten better with the Shagala at all. She still yells at her and, like... She's just a horrible person. Like, she's just not good to the housekeeper at all. And then, so when she finally shows it, Mubarak is like, send it to me on WhatsApp. I'm like, oh my god, you could have done this this whole time. <laughs> We've been waiting for this. He's like, send it to me. And then his response is to... Oh, he, call, he calls uh, Meha, who's shopping, and he was like, Screaming. He's like, no, come home now. But, but nothing's wrong. But come home now. And I'm yelling at you. But nothing's wrong. <laughs> and then when she comes home, he ties, he ties her, up. her up and duct tapes her mouth and is like, for everything that you did to my daughter, i.e. that one video, I'm going to Nahar or something like that. Like no one is gonna be able to save you. And if someone tries to come and save you, then I will tie them up as well. <laughs> Just like you can't right a wrong with more wrongs. Also, let's point out that Mubarak, once again, takes no responsibility for his take. Because if it was your daughter that you really cared about, A, you wouldn't have kicked her and her mom out into the streets, basically. B, you would have kept track of the fact that your daughter was being abused inside your own house. There's no other kids running around. This man is oblivious to, you know, his role in all of this. He should deflect blame onto the women around him. So he decides he's going to beat up. Ugh, anyways, so the problem here, it's, uh, I can't, I can't. Meanwhile, Mehez being held captive and tortured at home by Mbara. Yeah, so meanwhile, that's how we solved that problem. <laughs> and then Yusuf gets out. And he finds out that Sheikha got married and decides that he's not going to eat or speak. And everyone around him is like begging him to eat. And he, first of all, he's so selfish that when he actually, you know, came out of jail, didn't even go to see his dad 
who was basically begging everyone and 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 even يعني and سمع كلام زباله from everyone around him فضح نفسه قدام كل الناس he had to go from house to house to beg these people يتنازلون because of his crackhead sons who bring nothing but shame upon his name like so selfish so selfish um he sits there and ومتلحف by the way اللحاف على حضنه ويقول ممكن تخلوني بروحي also you broke up with the girl before you went to jail you told her to leave you alone so they keep telling him hey they keep telling him حرام عليك كل ما ادري شو he looks at them وعيونه شي مغرغره بال but he doesn't just say it once he says it several times ممكن تخلوني بروحي You know what, bro? We should have left you in jail. In jail. Just like a side note. Which, by the way, apparently sells optional. They can just walk around. The other prisoner is Minhum in Yusuf Abdullah Qarabun. No, he keeps insisting in Abdullah Which, I mean, he did. He did. Okay, yes, uh, that's the thing. Abdullah Kilhad. And then Abrar casually asking everyone to forgive Abdullah because that's just how he is, is basically boys will be boys is the epitome of toxicity again and and every time you, like what's happening here is supposed to be high stakes and Abrar's reactions all the time is come on Baba, come on why don't you smile, it's, chill, it's cool it's cute, let me tickle you I mean, it, the drive to accept this behavior is only going to encourage this bullshit happening over and over again. Isn't this an issue that we have with like raising our children? And that we don't address this issue. So it's okay. Let him continue to be an asshole as an adult as well. I hate all of them. I hate the way all of these characters have been written. That's the, the, the whole show, the arc. There is no redeeming arc for Abdullah. He has not gone from inconsiderate, lovable buffoon to like someone who's redeemed himself. Because P.S., when he does get out of jail, which he does eventually, because the guy who was on vacation apparently comes back from the Maldives, chill. Like, hey, yeah, I forgive you. I'm in a good mood. He gets out and is back to threatening Ghadir. We'll get back to that later. We'll get back to that later. But this, yeah, there's no, there's, oh, Ahsanla. If he stayed in prison, as far as I'm concerned. Also, also, the biggest issue I'm having right now with these past six episodes is BB, first of all, trying to ask about Yusuf when Yusuf was in jail or trying to pretend like all of this did not happen just because she was too lazy to study. Bro, let's not be gaslit by the show. I know they try to gaslit each other, but let's let's not be gaslit by the show itself oh no first she's at some like costco kinko's whatever and she tells the guy make two copies no 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 make three copies and we're just like three copies of what okay some pictures of something we're assuming so she shows up at better's office do we actually know what the incriminating pictures are No, we don't. But we know she gave it to someone from the school who opened it. Um, because Sheikha's like, 
are you sure of what you're going to do? And she's like, yes, I am sure. And we're like, wait, what, what is it? What, what is this incriminating evidence that you have against this man? So when Yusuf gets out of jail, Bibi calls Bedr and taunts him and tells him, guess what? Yusuf's out. Good luck with your relationship now. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. I love that. Oh, so uh, Yusuf, to make up for the fact that like he's all depressed about Sheikha being married, Baba Ghanim convinces him that maybe he should get a job and maybe he just needs a little bit of a distraction. So he's like, fine. And uh, coincidentally, he happens to work at the court. And who is to show up at the court? Who conveniently has a typo in their marriage contract? Sheikha and Bedr. Bom, bom, bom. This causes Yusuf a lot of distress, which leads to him crossing the street while being distracted and then getting hit by a car. He's in a coma, guys. We thought the show couldn't get more ridiculous. Now he's in a coma. See, I wish I cared about these characters to care that they're in a coma. I'm just waiting for them to die off at this point. So Sheikha finds out that Yusuf got out and is adamant to, you know, get divorced from Bedr. She put herself in this mess. So I don't know. I mean, what, what was she expecting to happen? But but they, the thing is, they try to pin it on Abrar saying and he will be in jail for three years. No, my friend, it's how weak your relationship is that you decide to get married the moment you hear that. Like, it's not even... A matter of days. It's not weeks. It's alatul. Oh, three years. Okay, What the hell? Okay, he did break up with her though. Yes, but you don't break up. Listen, there's a difference. There's time. There's a gap. There's a, a period where you go and you know. It's either... literally been three days. Yes, I know. <laughs> three, three days. If you really love this dude, why would you just go get married? Also, my husband to get married. We had to endure. Next thing you know, and to pick everyone, you pick the creepy better. Like, oh, you deserve it. That's the thing. No one gets any sympathy for me. They all deserve everything that's happening to them. By the way, the exchanges between Sheikha and Bibi have been the most frustrating. Most frustrating. Like, I literally have to zen my breathe in breathe out but one of the one moment that i truly remember is when sheikha says to her i wrote him a letter and she's like what did you say in this letter and she's like here it is <laughs> you guys are all a giant musiba i also think it's weird that these people don't realize the stakes of all the shitty things that they are doing. People are dying, going to jail, reputations ruined, lives lost for nothing. There's literally nothing worth it. Nothing makes sense. Also, Abrar's whole motivation and timeline makes no sense. She literally talks about how Okay, first of all, your dad was in jail for just a year. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not that long. In 15 years, you literally had to take care of these guys. One year, eh, we all lived through corona. Some of us by ourselves. It was fine. Okay, second of all, we find out some random, this is side news that we found out. Naif, the evil uncle apparently tortured them as children but like none of the timelines make sense when did he have time to torture them so abrar goes and has a conversation with naif 
And that's where we find out that there's a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. So, well, first of all, Naif tells Abrar that the, the their dad, Makan Musafir, that he killed their mom. Okay. Mutahem. And that's why. Mutahem. Yeah, Mutahem. Allegedly. Allegedly. And that he doesn't know why her grandma and her uncle, like Nazilo, if he killed his, uh, her mom. And we're like, maybe because he didn't. And then he's like, and that's why my mom took him off of the will because of all like the fadliha that came out. I was like, no, your mom took him out of the will because she hated his wife for some reason. We still don't know this. And we still don't know. And we were told in the first episode that these kids were running around the streets of Kuwait selling nuts or whatever to people on the side of the street. So when did he have time to be abusive to them? Their dad was only gone for a year. The story itself doesn't make sense. No, I can't. And and they're talking about all this traumatic Abrar, stuff. And then she just cannot <laughs> act for shit. Seriously. Giggling. I wish I was there. I wish I was a director. I'd be like, what is going on with you? Be sad. Maybe she was directed, you know, because the way everything else is happening. I don't think, no, it's not. I don't blame her. And the whole, the whole production is a mess. The dialogues are a mess. The storyline has just gotten more and more ridiculous. Oh, and then Naif comes to the end. He comes over to see his brother and sister to be like, here's your money just so that I can clear my conscience. Again, it's all about everyone is selfish and everyone's motivations are so selfish. How am I supposed to either care about or sympathize with or learn any kind of lessons? And to top all of this off, when uh, Sheikha decides she's going to break up with Bedr, Bedr keeps refusing to break up with her and casually walks into a hospital and tries to murder Yusuf. And a doctor well, catches attempted. him in the act and he just walks out. Just, just like blah blah blah. When is security? When is nas? When is dunya? Dude walks in, is like, what are you doing? And Badr is like, um, uh, I um, um walk away. No follow up. No, no, he just gets into the car and just talks to himself like, hada oh, or something, just talking to himself as usual. Just another casual attempted murder again in the show. You guys have some serious problems, like some serious mental health problems. Uh, you know, Adnan is an actual piece of bleep. All he wants is money. But what I have to say is, at least he's honest because he said it out loud several times. He's like, I just want money and I want to sit back and do nothing. Literally. I was like, you know what? You're honest, at least. There we go. I want to talk about the doctors. The doctors in the show. The, do the people studying to be doctors. Maybe this is why the doctors are the way they are. They couldn't. I mean, <laughs> when when <laughs> Ghanim asked the doctor, what has happened? When do you think he'll get better? They tell us that it's Nazif al-Mukh and that they controlled it. And it's now, it's, there's just a skull fracture and they're going to wait for it to heal. <laughs> just a minor skull fracture. Yeah, I mean, but they need to tell him a little bit more details, I think. Khali Allah. Eh, the best part, Sheikha turns, you know, so now Sheikha's back in the gang Khanim, okay? She's there for Yusuf. They're like, Sheikha, haven't you been studying? No. Her and your son have been flirting left and right and doing stupid shit. Aren't you studying medicine? Can you tell us what's happening? No, I cannot tell you what's happening either. What kind of... I told you guys they went to a bullshit school. I told you this wasn't a real college. <laughs> that's That's true. It wasn't. So Ghanim still sees the flashbacks of Nora putting glasses on him, like on, on his face, like to, to, you know, see, see. <laughs> you blind idiot. <laughs> you can see what's in front of you, bro. After the flashback, 
<laughs> there's a voiceover of baby Abrar saying like did I miss something I kept looking at <laughs> you missed nothing you you missed minutes of your life where you could have been doing something else that's the only thing you missed right now Juju kept looking at me like did did something happen? Did I blink? Did th- <laughs> no, because like it was weird. It was weird. Show what the hell is this, baby? Tell me, tell me, When, when, when? Please, what's happening so we can stop? And as much as I love Ghanim, I love Baba Ghanim. Why are you offering poor Ghadir to your psychotic son? Ghadir is like the cutest little thing. She doesn't deserve this shit, but. At this point, like, you're just asking for it. Oh, and she's been given the responsibility to go pick up Abdullah from jail. They're not married yet. He is very toxic and violent. And you're sending this random cousin of yours who's clearly been like Masoura to love this psychotic boy. She has everything going for her. And they're like, um, it's your responsibility to go pick up from jail and uh, tell him that his brother's in a coma. What? Why are you relying? She literally met him a week ago. Yeah, like, please, we're relying on you. Abrar literally is like, you know, you know how to talk to him. And he still doesn't know that Yusuf is in the hospital. So uh, you can do this, right? Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So Khadir has no one to blame by herself, honestly. But he does get out of jail, gets in the car with her. Oh, surprise, surprise. She says one thing. He threatens to smack her again. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, guys. I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bibi was wearing a Rick and Morty shirt. <laughs> Even that is not redeeming. Redeeming for the show, I mean, not the character. The character is garbage. Halas. I'm done with her. They're all they're all pretty much garbage characters, except Fahed, the brother we saw for one episode. He was kind of garbagey too. Adil's uh, brother? Why? Because he was. She was like, "I'm gonna go make you food," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah but he meant it. No, no, no. He meant it. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. He meant it in a joking way. No, no. Did he? Did he though? I don't know. He, he didn't no say it like that. He did not. Zeus, you're being gaslit. You are being gaslit by this movie. No, he's like, you invited me into your home and you didn't offer me any coffee or tea or food, which, you know, fair no, point. you are being gaslit. I'm not being gaslit. He was the one decent character. Fine, I'm going to start talking to you like that. Let's see how you like it. But but we have one thing to celebrate, yeah, Jumaa. Oh, yeah. There is one episode where uh, Abrar is actually wearing a seatbelt. It was amazing. 25 episodes. <laughs> the quick celebration that we had was was also quickly over when Ghanem hands her the phone. Yeah, no, it was just like, she's wearing a seatbelt. That's awesome. But Baba Ghanem is not wearing a seatbelt. Then his phone rings and he looks down at it and he's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to answer. Here, you talk. Instead of just putting it on speaker, he hands her the phone. And I'm just like, they don't know life rules. You think they're going to know a proper way of being in a car and safety measures for that? Well, you think they would, considering their brother died in a car crash. Oh, yeah, Jocelyn, I forgot about him. <laughs> we forget this guy, seriously. Never an episode and a half. Side note, Samira's just missing at this point. We don't like her. She's a horrible person, but also, like, she's just not in the show anymore. What happened? <laughs> she's, she's, walked off, she's walked onto another show. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for holding on. <laughs> Thank you. Please, please help us. This will soon. This will soon be over. 
BS over here, little BS over here, little sprinkled BS over here, garbage storyline, nobody has solved the crime of the mother, 